Welcome to Secret Lives of Expanders. This is where we get to meet and learn from those who have done things outside the box. The idea is to introduce you to entrepreneurs, creators, and healers who have done wild things. And all right, this episode is a bit different than what we normally would do, but it is going to be so fun. It's different for two reasons. One, because I'm sharing an interview where I was a guest on my friend's podcast. Some of you know or may be familiar with her, Lauren Brunklick, who has a podcast called She Slays. Definitely check it out. This girl is so funny and so full of wisdom and the guests she brings on are amazing. Obviously, I was on her show for like three times, I think. And anyways, this episode's also different because the questions that she asked me, and she's obviously good at this, um, these questions are definitely different. They brought out a different part of me than it usually comes out. And so the conversation is wildly different than what I usually share. Um, We talked about magic and wonder and how to experience more of it in your day. We also touched on expectations because, you know, we have those. Anyways, I know you're going to love this episode. And uh, the principles that I shared on this episode with Lauren are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the weekly sessions and coaching calls that we do inside of Elevate Club. If you are at all curious about Elevate Club, check out elevate.me it's spelled e-l-i-v-a-t-e so that's www.elivate.me and uh let me know what you think tell me your thoughts i also always love it when you connect with me on social media that's my love language so let me know what you thought of this episode this interview with lauren and uh, enjoy this episode All right. Well, you are officially a uh, member of the Two Timers Club. Well, wait a minute. Were you on the panel? Have you been on three times technically? Or is this only oh, second? You know what? I was on the panel. That was fun. That was, you know, I want to say that, first of all, as a host, that was a nightmare. And I think I pulled it off pretty well. Like, it's just like, I don't know how to do this. I've never hosted a panel on web, you know, um, that was interesting. But Okay, so you're a three-timers club. You're in the three-timers club. Your jacket is in the mail. It's, uh... Oh, well. (laughs) I love that. But I I will also tell you that that, uh, from a participant in the panel, uh, you did an incredible job. I don't even remember. It was 2020. It was four, almost four years ago. Well, yeah, stop. I don't want to know. So many things, so many things have changed. I find it, are you optimistic about this year? Um, yeah, but you know, I was optimistic in the middle of the pandemic. So are you an optimist? Happened to be. Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah. I don't think I'm cynical. I think I'm a pragmatist. I've learned that fancy word. That means that I take the data and I make a realistic conclusion of what to expect. Yeah, oh, I, I don't think realistic. I'm like, this is going to be like incredible. Mm. Like if I can find a numerology in astro- astrological something, something mm. on Google that tells me 2024 is going to be great. I'm like, it's going to be grand. So you hold on to the magic. 
I hold on to the magic. I, I will kill for the magic. Oh, somebody just gave me um, a book. Uh, one of my uh, employees reads a lot. She's like one of those people who's doing 75 hard and like reading nonfiction. And I'm like, I'm really proud of you. Good job. You're doing great. Um, but she was telling me about this nonfiction book that she's reading called Wonder. And it's written by, have you heard of it? No, I haven't. So I haven't cracked it open yet because I have like 15 romance fantasy novels I have to read first. (laughs) And I'll get to it. No, but she was describing it. So it's um, a book written by a magician and like kind of magician turned inspirational speaker. And he talks about how like we as adults lose like the wonder um, and magic of life and how, like, how it's really important to get back. And so I was like, oh, that actually sounds like a, of all the alpha energy books in self-help world right now, like this one sounds like one that I could, I could read. I could, I, so I might, I might do it, but, but yeah, I need some wonder in my life. Yeah. And I, I would go a step farther and say that the magic is not even that we lose it. I feel like it gets beaten out of us by the matrix, the media, the propaganda, the society, our culture, our family stuff, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like it's everything is meant to kill that wonder and magic out of life. And I also associated with like life force. Like that, that's the magic of it, right? Like look at how the world is made, every cell in your body, like your nervous system, your brain, the animals, nature, planets, all the things like there is something way bigger and you people lose touch with that big thing, whatever you may call it, mm-hmm. God, you know, whatever universe. And uh, it's uh, everything is designed in some way. That's the cynical part of me coming out, but designed in some way to beat it out of you. Mm-hmm. I think. Um... When I look at like, well, what, what would be my concern of like, just being like, what if it's, what if it turns out amazing? Like not even talking about like, let's take it not 2024, but like, let's put it on a micro scale of like Kirby and I are going to on a date night, you know, like, what if I'm like, if I go into it and it's like, it's going to be the best date night. I think I worry that my expectations when it's not the best and like the most magical, great connection, then all of a sudden I turn grumpy. And so it's like my brain and there's an there's a alternate here. So like one, I want to guard myself against being disappointed internally because then I go grumpy of like, this isn't what I was hoping and expecting for. The other thing is more public facing things. I think I'm afraid to be embarrassed of looking stupid. And I think that like that we learn as a kid even earlier of like, you can't, you can't do that job. Like you don't even like math. You don't, you know, and, or like whatever it is where you're just like, oh, now I feel, now I feel stupid because I thought this was, I said, told everyone it was going to be great. And I'm an idiot. I must not know what's going on. Otherwise, you know, I'm disconnected and like, and I'm really freaked out by that. 
Yeah, that's okay. So first things first, I think I know before we started this conversation, you were like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I know. Here we go. <laughs> Everything. And it's a beautiful, and this is exactly my jam. So it's perfect. So um, let's break this down because you're talking about the disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. So well, I'm a maximizer personality. So do you know Strength Finder? No, I don't think I do. So okay. Strength Finder was what I liked a lot before Enneagram. Okay, okay. Um, and so Strength Finder, there's like 36 different traits, and you take all these questions and it rates you from like number one to 36. And the first time I took it, I like so 36, you basically have none of. The first time I took it, empathy was my 36th trait. <laughs> I'm better now. I've grown so much, but yeah. So like I'm competitive achiever significance and maximizer is like the one. And so like my maximizer is what gets me in trouble is because like, I just want everything to be optimal and maximize and get the most out of it. And then I'm disappointed. Okay. So let's just break that one example that you gave because you're like, Yes, I do want the best date ever, but I also don't want to, basically, I'm going to lower my expectations, if I may say that. Yes, no, exactly. Expectations so that I'm not faced with a failure or with pain, some kind of an emotional, right? Like, oh, this failed or, which, you know, you and I would say, well, I'm cranky. Like I would tell my partner, but in reality, we're preventing the the feeling of the pain, like really Mm -hmm. getting So there's, there's uh, multiple layers to this, but I think the direction I want to take it is, well, if you, if you already have that underlying, like, this may fail in, then you're in the, I call it the frequency, right? So this frequency is what I may fail this date and I Mm -hmm. may experience pain. And so that becomes the expectation. And if you're wired for that over and over again, because you have failed quote unquote in the past, or you have experienced pain or been disappointed in this case, in the past, you have sort of and it may be an addiction to that feeling of it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I know what to do with that. I'll just be grumpy, right? Like, so there's that and you're more in the frequency of that. You've experienced it more throughout your life and perhaps every time you set a high expectation than being in the frequency of magic. This day, this is why I'm an optimist. This date is going to be so juicy. This date is going to blow my mind. This date is going to be physically, emotionally, sexually, whatever. In every way, we're going to integrate. We're going to connect. I'm going to have a connection that I have not. How long have you been married? 13 years. It's going to be, it's going to blow my mind. You are making me uncomfortable by putting this many expectations on me and my husband to fulfill. Like, so then what happens when he's like, uh, I don't expect anything tonight. I feel bloated after dinner. And I'm like, you are ruining my magical date. Well, he's, he would only be experiencing that. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but what you are coming into the date with, what frequency are you showing up to the date? Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's take chiropractors for just a second to make it little bit more practical. So, and I know you'll relate to this because you work with chiropractors and, and I know I do because I'm in like a world. Anyways, um, 
two chiropractors. Okay. Same mechanics for business, same system, same demographics, same sort of personality, same sort of everything, right? They're with the same practice management group, scripts, identical, everything. And, and this applies to every business, but like, let's say chiropractor A, chiropractor B, same exact thing, identical points. One of them shows up to their practice with this energy of abundance. I'm provided for, I'm taken care of, I have faith, everything's gonna be amazing. Like I, I'm good. The other shows up, can I cuss on this? Yes, this is very cuss worthy. <laughs> um, I, the other one shows up and is like, I'm scared shitless. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and with the energy of like, what if it doesn't work out? What if it's, uh, this person doesn't sign up? What if I don't succeed? What if, you know, and this is two extremes. I get it. We're, we're humans right. and we're from day to day. It will change. But if I were to ask you which one of these chiropractors is most likely to succeed, right. you would, without a doubt, say yes. this other. So why would that not apply to the date? Now, mm-hmm. the difference, though, is you're saying setting the expectation or a goal beyond what is smart, like measurable, blah, blah, blah. Um my approach is more showing up in the energy of it's already magical. Mm. Well, look at the way he's eating his. So like, it's, look. you're not living in the future. You're living in the, like the magic is now. Like, and I think that's a really, imp- really important aspect because what my brain was going through it of like, I'm always thinking to the future. And so, okay. So I don't want to say I I do lower the expectation. I don't go in grumpy, but I go in like, so this is again, not cynical, pragmatist where I'm just like, all right, listen, it could suck. And then I'm not going to get grumpy because I expected it to suck or it could be great. And that's great. And that would be beyond my expectations and I'll be happy. And like, and I'm kind of like in my head, the reason I do that is because I'm avoiding potential future pain if it's not great. But if I, if I kind of apply my personality to like, if you just said like, so how's this working out for you in life? This like pragmatism of avoiding pain. Do you avoid pain? I'm like, oh no, I like have anxiety all the time. I'm like always nervous and like trying to da, 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 da. So like, I'm still experiencing pain. I still get disappointed, you know? So it's like, it really isn't, it isn't protecting me at all. Right. Yeah. In the moment it feels like, and And I think it's an addiction. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to use, you know, say if you're go to, I call it a home emotion, right? Um, Like I'll I'll be vulnerable and I will tell you on this podcast, one of my big ones, and it used to be way bigger and it's still continuous work is like Mm self-worth, right? Why was it that I did everything that I did? Why was it I like, you know, the A plus student went to Berkeley, got a degree in neurology, went to chiropractic school, opened the practice, built a million dollar practice, became a, why did I do all of those things? Yes, I can like be like, I wanted to help people. And it is true. I like truly want to help you. Why do I want to help people? Oh, because that's where my self worth Mm -hmm. lies. 
the lack of the self-worth, yes, on the surface, it gave me all of those things that I experienced in life, but it also became my emotional home. Now, you met me, or if you ask my ex-husband even, (laughs) he would tell you that I have no self-worth problems, right? Like I come across as- If anybody, anybody met me, they're like, oh my God, you have confidence issues? I'd be like, you know, my therapist and I went back and forth probably for like 30 minutes on this conversation where I'm like, believe me, I got plenty of self-worth. And she's like, in her very kind therapy way, we got to the end. I was like, shit, I don't have (laughs) self-worth. Yeah. So if that is something that's an an addiction or it's an emotional home, it's just something I'm used to. Now watch this. I'm going to use every situation that happens in my life, if I can, to prove something that my body somatically, neurologically thinks, believes with every cell that is true, which is the unworthiness. So I would look at the dates or I would look at the way my business is. It didn't matter how the date went. It didn't matter what my business looked like. There was always like this, um, this level of dissatisfaction or like not good enough. Like it just wasn't good enough. Right. And so like not good enough slash lack of content. Like I feel like I resonate with that more. Like it's the self worthy, like it's hard. Like I just haven't like unlocked that level in my brain to understand truly what like someone who doesn't have self worth, like, cause I'm like, no, I think I'm worthy. So is it that I don't think I'm worthy of having the X, Y, or Z? Like that's what I'm unworthy of magic. Now I I'm not saying that's the case for you, but I I would say for me to go from, Oh, I'm just dissat. Like it's so much easier to claim and say for me, I was like, I'd be the first person to tell you before any inner work or any therapy to tell you that I, um, I'm just dissatisfied. Like I want more and I want more out of life and like put a positive spin on it and spiritually mm-hmm. and be like this, you know, this toxic po- positivity and, and, and to, to go from that and to, and then to say, you know what, this is an unworthy issue. Like that's a big, and the word itself sounds kind of dirty too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying I'm unworthy or I have an unworth, I have a worth issue. But for me, it happened to be true. It happened to be like the underlying place. Like I would show up. I, I got on. I got offered this really amazing like investment opportunity. They were basically like, I manifested that thing out of no. Well, not out of nowhere. It literally in meditation. And these guys, they have they own a gym, a series of gyms in Orange County. They came to me and they go, we want to offer you own out of nowhere. Like I worked out with these guys a couple of times, like 10 years ago. They messaged me. They go, we want to offer you ownership and we want you to just consult us on like literally we'll just give you part of the profit and part of the new company. If you help us like bring in wellness aspects and get integrated with everything else. And I would get on these meetings with these guys and I would feel like this low level anxiety. Like, what if this doesn't go well? What if like, what am I going to say? Like there was, there were all these other things that were underneath that, uh, that were on the surface that I was feeling on this business call. I'm, I'm not good enough. But when I, when I, 
explored more what the feeling was like on the surface. I would tell you, I'm nervous. I'm having a big meeting with these three dudes mm. built a massive business or they're about to give me like, like, I don't know, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But if I go deeper and if I sit with those emotions a little bit longer, I got to, okay, I don't feel I'm worthy of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a big shift. Like that's a big claim too. But when you do claim it, the beautiful thing about if, if it happens to resonate with anybody who's listening, right. And I, and I don't push on, or this is much just my journey, but if you pick what your emotional home is and you figure out what it is, not just on the surface, but a couple layers deeper, then you can recognize it in every place it shows up. I started recognizing it in, in the way I was at a, as a mom. I started recognizing it in the way I was as, as a coach, as a business person, as an investor, like in every single as a as a wife at the time. I started to recognize all of uh, it in every area of my life on the daily basis in sending an email on a zoom call. Mm-hmm. And once I, once I had awareness around it, then I go, Oh, if this is my emotional home, this is where my addiction is and everything that's happening. I'm either using it to validate or I'm attracting more of it into my life. Well, you're using I'm- it to validate either narrative. Like you're using it to validate like, okay, I am worthy. That ROF said, yes, I am a good chiropractor or like that ROF said, no, I'm a bad chiropractor. You're right. You're not worthy. Like you're, it's, you know, whichever lion you feed or or beast or dog. Exactly. So now that I know that, now that I have awareness around it, now I go, oh, what do you, what do I want to experience instead? Uh Uh-huh did this uh, with the next meeting because I recognized it. Next meeting I had those guys. I go, I want to come across as magnetic. Like I own, like I own my shit, right? Mm-hmm. I want to come across as mag- magnetic and, and not even come across to these guys, but more like I want to embody magnetism. I want to embody like free. Like I don't need this. I want to feel that, like literally authentically feel it, not just like fake it in front of these people. And I practiced what it felt like to be free and magnetic and just How'd you practice. I um, came up with scenarios in my brain of all the previous experiences that I have had where I felt magnetic and they mm-hmm. were in different scenarios. They were not necessarily in business. Maybe it was in a relationship. Maybe it was on a date. Maybe it was like from childhood, magnetic, free, abundant. I already provided for right before walking into that meeting into the next meeting. And I tell you the way that those people showed up to that meeting, it was as if they were completely different people. Mm-hmm. And I've done the same thing with my ex-husband. Like, as you can imagine, there's a lot of like tension, right. As you're going through a separation or, or whatever. And I don't wish it on anybody, but I, I remember showing up and being like, Oh, I'm recognizing that I'm using him to prove this whole circle, vicious circle. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, how can I show up? And then, you know, in some cases I would literally meditate for like an hour and a half before I have a 10 minute meeting with him, Mm. (laughs) whatever I had to do, but I would tap into a completely different emotion and tap into, you know, cause we have access to all of it. Mm -hmm. And I go, that's how I'm going to show up. 
And so as you repeat this process, you recognize and you repeat it with something different, a different emotion, you end up retraining your nervous system, your somatic, your, your entire body um, to operate differently. And then your experience uh, in the external world becomes, it, it always is a mirror to what you believe, right? So then that. Okay. So let's take an example that kind of will combine both of my like public humiliation and self-disappointment and like, tell me how, okay. So let's say I have five day two ROFs on my schedule for the afternoon. And I am like, all right, you know, so like normal me, well, I have like a 90 some percent conversion. So like normal me doesn't, I would just show up and be like, all right, what's this person presenting? Like, and I feel, so day two is bad for me because like, I'm very confident there, but, oh, but, 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 but let's say that they didn't all like do all the things that they were supposed to do. And then like at the end, okay. So I go, I tell my front desk, I am going to all five of these, you know, three months, four month care plans. They're all going to convert like magic. They all need chiropractic. They're all going to see the value. I am going to show up just like heart open to each of these five people, tell them the truth, nothing more, nothing less. And they're going to say yes. And then let's say all five of them say no. Um, so end of the day, my front desk is like, How'd that work out for you? Like, what did you say to them? Like, what did you do that they all said no? So I'm I'm inside going, so even though I have 13 years of confidence, uncertainty in communicating a day two, all it took is this one afternoon and I am like, have I lost my touch? Oh my God, like, da 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 And then I'm like looking to my front desk being super embarrassed. And so- so okay. What, what, okay, so unwrap this. Yeah. Although I wish you had used an example that you could actually relate to because if you have a seven person <laughs> dates maybe or- But like we said, like it does, you know, it is, it's interesting how all it takes is one bad afternoon or one, you know, time period to really make me question something that I hold as a part of my identity. And maybe that's part of the problem is that I shouldn't be holding that as part of my identity at all. Like, okay. you yes. know, Lauren Brunswick is a good closer. Like that. So then anytime something happens where it doesn't happen, then it like makes me question my identity. Did you plan on this being my therapy session? I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. This is my jam. I love it. Let's not shit like, no, we need Lauren to be the bus closer. We need you to have, keep that identity for now. Okay. So, but let's break this down. And you can apply it to any scenario. You can apply it to the date. You can apply it to you claiming something like this podcast is going to be 3 million subscribers. You might already be at 3 million. I don't know. But this mm-hmm. podcast might be like 3 million subscribers. And then like it doesn't by the end of the year. And then you're like, oh, well, it, it didn't. We like landed on 1 million or something, right? Like so you could apply it to any area. But let's break it down. So when you say you, um, the outcome that you'd like to experience is that you close five out of five ROFs. Yes. Why? What'd you say? Why do you want that? Because 
Okay. And like, obviously we're going to like skip past the, like, because everybody needs chiropractic care, like, you know, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, of course that, uh, because then that means that I am a good chiropractor who was able to communicate the worth of it. Okay. So it means you're a good chiropractor. Why do you want to feel like a good chiropractor? Uh, because if I'm not a good chiropractor, I'm a bad chiropractor and nobody wants to be a bad anything. Yeah. But why do you want to be a good one? Because I don't want to be a bad one. But why, what's the feeling you're going after when you want to close five out of five and you want to be a good chiropractor because it makes you feel what? Like I won. Okay. Okay. So you want to win. I think so. And what does that feel like? Because winning, there's a couple of feelings that could go with it. Mm, I think it probably comes back to control. Like I have like a lot of control issues. So I would say like, if they said yes, they did what I wanted them to do. And then I don't have to deal with the frustration of like, I wanted them to say yes to this. So you would feel, you also feel in control. Yeah. Okay. What else? I don't know. I think that's it. If you know, though, feel free to insert. You gotta come up with them. So, so okay. I want to be a good chiropractor. Yeah. I close five out of five, and the feelings that I'm going after are because I want to feel in control. Why do you want to feel in control? And you want to win. We got that too. Well, because nobody wants to be out of control. Why not? That sounds horrible. <laughs> Well, it depends on what. Is that where the magic lives in the uncontrolled? Yes, it does, doesn't it? Stone, exactly. Oh, fuck. Oh, so my controlling because, okay, so is what you're saying is that, okay, because like the universe is where the magic is. And so like, me trying to control is really keep all right okay i that took a different turn that i was uh, controlling for it to go anyways but Mm. it's it's much more beautiful anyways because the recognition that where were you going um i was going with okay i want to feel like i'm doing something like for me right? Why do I want to be successful? And I just kind of touched on this before too, but why do I want to create success? Because I want to look, I want to, first of all, I want to look, cause I'm a, I think you told me I was a three. And yeah. You, yeah. You're a three wing too. How you look in public and on Instagram, yeah. right? Yeah. We're vain as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So why do I want that? Well, because I want people to perceive me as successful. Well, yes. why do I perceive me as successful because it makes me feel good. Why do I want to feel good? Because it makes me, makes me worthy. It makes me likable. Cause if I'm not, if they don't like me, then I'm not worthy to be liked. Right. And so I could have godly amounts of success and I would still have that if I didn't work on that inner self. Right. If I have a control issue, I am going to avoid magic. It doesn't matter how much I can control. Right. I mean, all that likable stuff I all is also a yes. So it's both. So I'm double. 
by my staff because they'll be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like five out of five, you closed, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be liked by my patients. I want to be liked by my community. I want my business to grow so that I'm liked more because I'm more successful and I got more numbers, you know, number of patients, number of dollar amounts, whatever. So then, then, uh, I don't even know where we're going with this, but basically if that's, if that's what I'm trying to, Oh, this is what I wanted to kind of make a micro distinction here. If you're telling me that there's a difference between going into the five ROFs and saying, Oh, I'm going to close five out of five. That's more on the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Said I'm, if I identify that I'm doing this to feel in control, if that, that's, I mean, we could go a lot deeper. Like if you and I talked and we had unlimited number of hours, we'd probably dig out so many other things that are underneath it all, but let's just stick with in control and loss of magic. So then I go, Oh, I just had this recognition that I, if I, for as long as I want to feel in control and feel like I'm winning and, and feel like I'm being successful, then I'm going to lose out on magic. And I, and let's say you decide you want magic. And if that's the case, then you go, I'm going to do five ROFs and I'm going to experience loads of magic. So you go into the ROFs and then all of a sudden someone is telling you, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe that you went to this high school. Like we went to high school to get like stuff like that, you know, like a Mm -hmm. synchronicity happens or you feel sort of connected to these people in such a way. And that's the feat that the outcome you're going for is not five out of five. The outcome you're going for is massive self-worth is mm. magnetism, abundance is I'm already taken care of. I have faith in what I'm about to experience in the next five. I is going to be magic. So then if the five don't sign up, guess what you experienced? Absolute magic in the unknown, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Know. So it's all, well, you're, it's, it's not putting such an alpha energy outcome of like, I dominated, I, I won, I beat them. I controlled, I did like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's putting, it's putting the outcome more in some, because like when you put the outcome in something that's really out of your own control, like, you know, like when we, my husband would be like, what can we control? He, apparently my emotions are the only thing that's controllable. And I'm like, actually, that's the thing that's the least controllable. (laughs) So like, okay, we can only control ourselves. So like, for instance, we're going to Mexico. Um, We're leaving in like two days. And we've done a lot of all-inclusives. We go every year with our kids and we have not returned to a single one. Like we love them, but like, you know, all inclusives, unless you're pumping out like five grand a day, like they've got their, they each got their own thing. And so we're like, I'm like preparing for like, okay, I read in the reviews that all the pool chairs are completely reserved by 7am. Okay. We're just good. You know, like that sucks. Okay. I've read multiple reviews that people got sick off eating chicken and seafood. Don't eat the chicken. So I'm, I'm mentally preparing for like, I'm setting the bar low, right? Because what I want, my outcome is I want this resort to be amazing. But what I've learned in the last 20 minutes is So instead of going, okay, well, the resort might suck and it's okay. We could still have fun as a family grave. Put the outcome on something that's more in my control. I can't determine whether the 
food is going to be great, but I can determine, or I can have more control over how present I am with my family, which will help establish like, so I can say like the resort's going to be what it is, but I really hope this trip is magical and that we have connection with our kids and I'm present for my family. And, and that, it, that seems just a lot like it just takes a weight off. It takes a huge weight off the vacation because it's like, oh, that is actually something I can control all that other stuff. I couldn't. Yeah. And what if you don't get the chair at 7 a.m.? And what if the chicken is yucky and whatever? But what if because you couldn't get the chair and uh, you end up sitting somewhere else and you connect with somebody who becomes your next best friend or your next Mm -hmm. podcast or whatever, that's the unknown. That's Mm -hmm. if I'm controlling the situation, I will get what I'm expecting anyways, bad chicken and wake up at seven to get a chair, right? Versus if I'm looking for magic, I'm more likely to experience magic in the moment in like a look that you give to your husband in a moment where you're watching your girls play together. Like Mm -hmm. there's everywhere. And that's where I feel like I've gone from, you know, even my brand of like part-time million dollar masterminds, my, like my practice for sure, like super masculine, super like, I'm going to control the shit out of every aspect. I'm going to control like my staff, like could not be one word off with, from the scripts, like the systems. And, and I looked at it like, this is business. Like this is, and it, it drove the business massively. But then I, I'd forgotten about the the feminine aspects of it, which is really powerful. Like we Mm -hmm. give birth, right? Like we, we Mm -hmm. are vessel in which life literally comes through. And if that is who we are, then magic is just like super easy to experience that dream life. You can give birth to, you don't need to push to make happen. You don't need to control to make happen. That's been sort of my journey from, you know, being in practice and running those businesses. And I can say from a finite, cause my me back then that version of me if i heard this conversation right here i would have been like yeah i bet she's not even making as much money because she doesn't have the system she's probably super flowy and super da 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 like it's year all over the place except i've actually generated more i've experienced more freedom more magic more connection more of so much just juiciness in life by letting go of the control by letting go of the, the things that don't really serve. Um, do you think, cause how old are you? 45. Me too. I just, okay. I knew you were in your forties. Um, I was hoping that you were just a little bit older than that because then it made me feel like, all right, by the time I'm her age, but you're really not that much. I'm 37. I'm like, shit. All right. <laughs> I hope I get a lot of wisdom in the next five years. But anyway, so I look to chiropractic and chiropractors. And I go, we have some major worthy self-worth issues. Like I guarantee you nine out of 10 chiropractors listening to this therapy session of mine are going to go like, yes, yes. That is, you know, so you brought up, so uh, I, I recently talked to this guy named Brian Paris, really cool chiropractor. He works for Genesis. Have you met him before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
cool guy. And so he uh, uses the, the energies alpha and omega. So I've kind of started using those because like masculine and feminine, like we know what they are, but like, it just gets, it just gets messy when, you know, so we have still a lot of alpha energy, masculine, uh, men with alpha energy, anyways, alpha energy in, um, you know, they're in their fifties and they got their Maseratis and they are flashing them to chiropractors and being like, you can do this. You can be me if you do X, Y, or Z. And like, the thing is, is I don't want to like, I'm not trying to bash them at all because I think there's a lot of failing chiropractors who no longer are failing and like start stepping into abundance and confidence because of that coaching. But my question is, is like at some point, these guys, they're going to retire. They're going to like, all right, just go to Costa Rica and stop telling people all this toxic stuff. Um, Do you think that when people like us start becoming the like 50 and 60 year olds giving advice down, do you think that like, do you think that we'll be a part of healing this self-worth in chiropractic, like conversations like this? And I don't mean like literally like, are you and I going to fix chiropractic? But I mean, like, do you think that like once that kind of retires and there's more space on stages and more just conversations like this of vulnerability, like, is that what's going to help heal it? Lauren, I think we already are. I truly believe we already are. I've seen it because every time I've stepped on stage, I have made it a point to give a voice to burnout. Mm -hmm. What does our profession take pride in? Be a chiropractor, the not the volume, the money, the Maserati, the mm-hmm. whatever you're that's what we take pride in. Be a chiropractor, be a chiropractor forever. Your kids are gonna be a chiropractor. Like that's how you know you are a good chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a bad chiropractor? Who wants to be a bad one? I don't want to be bad anything. If I flip burgers, I'd be like, but I'm the best burger flipper, right? I control every bit of this burger. <laughs> Succeeded in this job. <laughs> So I, um, I think because I have given that voice, uh, or I've given that like the burnout or the overwork, um, some voice both on social media, say mainly on my Instagram page. And then of course on stages, guess who comes up to me and talks to me? Like I thought when I stepped into this, I thought female chiropractors would be like, yes, sign me up part-time. I want to work less. I want to make more money. I want to be more in the flow. I want to experience more abundance, which it it does happen. And and I'm super grateful for that. Love women, chiropractors, women entrepreneurs. But you know who was like lining up to talk to me was men in their 50s, in their 60s, burnt out. Mm -hmm. And almost like cornering me and like not wanting the shame of, yes, I'm successful, but I missed out on my family time. Yes, I have this practice that looks a certain way, 
but I am now divorced and so my relationship suffered. I, my, I'm, I'm about to become an empty nester and I feel shame and guilt for all the time I didn't spend with my kids because I was on my practice. And we've never really learned from a business perspective as chiropractors to create a practice that's independent. So I know that you do that or bring in other resources, which I know you do so much of. Like you don't have to be just a chiropractor. You can have all of these other resources that come in, passive income, investments, whatever. And not only have we not learned that, but we've boxed ourselves professionally into these, like, like you said, and I'm going to say masculine, like Mm -hmm. I, I don't. That's, that's really what I feel. Box ourselves, both men and women and what all, all genders and however you identify, we boxed ourselves in as chiropractors into this, uh, you know, one size fits all idea. And I think I see it. I see men suffering. I see men, men and women coming up to me and talking to me about these issues because I give it a voice or curious about how to create more freedom, how to create more profitability, um, you know, and, and I think we're already doing that. Like I, I did, this might, I don't know if this is appropriate for this, this topic, this conversation. This is safe. You can say whatever. People have sent some wild shit on this podcast. <laughs> Yesterday I gave, uh, a chiropractor, uh, uh, she was like asking me, how do I break a pattern around something? And she's done a lot of self-work And so I couldn't be like, go do some breathing or go meditate or pray or whatever. I go self-pleasure. Like that's one of the ways that I break my pattern and I shift the energy, right? So- I have some books she can read if she needs a recommendation. I mean, I've got plenty of those, right? But the, the, the idea is we're able to have those conversations with these, especially the younger generation. But I do think conversations like this, but in general, it's not just you and I, but the consciousness is absolutely shifting. The self-pleasure thing threw me. I had a question, but now I'm like, so like, does that work for men? Like, is that the same tool? Because like, they should be really, really healed then. Do we have like a whole nother hour? Am I going to be a fourth timer on your podcast? (laughs) Because that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, there's like, there's techniques that they can use with uh, semen retention and or energetically like moving. So when you say semen retention, that's like fasting from okay we're going r-rated here yeah. get the kids out the room take it off your your cars speakers <laughs> human retention is that a fancy way of saying fasting from jerk okay holding it that's how we're- yeah. i mean i'm i'm no expert in this area this is just something that personally i've explored and like yeah. wanted to learn more about because to me you know, we talk about the life force, right? There's, uh, and this is like, this is, this is not to be confused with God or anything, but there is some kind of life force that's, that's, you know, universal intelligence mm-hmm. that flows through us, right? That's, I think that's a better language for us. Um, but I, if you really think about it, that the sexual energy is what creates, right? Like ultimately at its foundation, it's built to create. So if you think about, start to think about the energetics of how the world works is, can you possibly, and this was a question I had years ago, is it, can you use sexual energy to heal? Can you use sexual energy? And I don't mean uh, like, again, I don't want to get people confused with like healing sexual trauma. Like that's, it's not something I would even talk about, but 
you use sexual energy to manifest things? Can you use sexual energy to shift your energy? Can you move it up in every energy center of your body? Um, and so for men, it comes in, you know, like sort of edging and not actually expressing and like releasing that sexual energy, holding it in. And women can do the same thing. And or there are other there are plenty of other experts, the actual experts on right. this topic. This is well, what I have learned. And the thing is, is I don't find it or coincidence that a lot of women who are running their own business, whether they're a chiropractor or entrepreneur of any kind, um, are juggling or spinning many, many plates, you know, trying to be a good wife, trying to keep a clean house, trying to be a good mom, all while being gone out of the house, you know, 30 to 40 hours a week or more. Um, and they start to experience burnout and like, they have no sex drive. Like, like it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things where that doesn't seem like a balanced hormonal system or like just a balanced energies. And so to me, it's not surprising at all that, you know, you would say that as like a piece of advice of like kind of just reconnecting with that feminine or omega energy um to really help create a more balanced human you know like it's i mean uh practices like that i mean the point of this conversation is the is the fact that we are having this conversation mm -hmm. on a podcast that is related to chiropractic like think about it 10 years ago this conversation would have been deemed like, I mean, we might still get backlash. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> There's really been some wild shit said on this podcast. Like I swear people forget where, <laughs> like it doesn't help that people kind of guess will lean in. They'll be like, well, like, I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go. And I'm like, just go. It's just us. Nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, I uh, heard a, um, stat on like either Oprah or Dr. Phil or one of those like super popular talk shows, the most, like the most viewed uh, episode that has ever aired was an episode called my, I don't want to have sex with my husband. Interesting. All right. Uh, Jacob, our editor, can you title this episode? I don't want to have sex with my, just kidding. Don't do Kirby be like, that's not fair or true. <laughs> Okay, go for it. Well, first of all, I'm divorced. Listen, I'm looking for a magical Mexico trip, so don't. <laughs> and date night. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. But there's a reason for it. So it's not just in chiropractic. My point mm. is that we've forgotten that the power exists inside of us, both the divine power, the feminine power, the masculine power, all of it is inside of us. And, you know, just to kind of wrap the whole sexual energy conversation, the sexual energy is the foundation of it. That's really, uh, I believe it's, it's important to sort of at least study or get, get to know. Just reconnected with yourself. Like it's a part of you. And, yeah. you know, just like if you had a patient that wasn't having her period regularly, like yeah. you would go like, well, that's a sign of dysfunction within the body, you know? So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we solved all of my issues and solved chiropractic. So, so, so what is, what is in this magical 2024 year for you? So are you allowed to 
like specifically manifest things or are you just like, it's all possible? I I think it's all possible, but I definitely have some very specific things. And, and I teach people if you're like, quote, unquote, manifesting, which basically means it's a woo woo word. I get it. But it basically means bringing something from your imagination and experiencing it in the 3D world. Right. And in life in general, physical reality. Um, so there are definitely things that I want to bring into reality into 2024. Some are very specific and a lot of the other ones are general. Like I want more magic. Mm -hmm. I don't want magic every once in a while. I want to experience this synchronicity or a magical moment or, or deep connection every single day. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to explore that. So that's more general and then specific things, of course. Yep. You know, business. I love that. Okay. So where can people find more of you to watch your magic year? I'm going to have a magic year too now. I've just decided. Yeah. You claim it, girl. <laughs> um, I would say probably Instagram is the best way to connect with me. I would, I would love to hear if somebody is connecting with me, I'd love to hear that they came, you know, from this podcast would love to connect with them. So if they send me a DM just to say hi, that would be great. I put out a lot of content there, but um, I also have like a free worksheet where people, cause we started this conversation about dreaming and how we are like stuck in the matrix and we don't get to dream anymore. So I have this worksheet where I walk people through three types of dreams that you can actually put out there to experience in life, in your business, and then walk everybody through. If they go through the workshop, they'll come up with a beautiful, what I call an elevated life vision. And so, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but if it's in the beginning, it's magic. I don't know. But it's a, it's a beautiful to anytime you get to do it is to, to get clarity around what you want to experience, not just in the smart goals that all of us entrepreneurs uh, make, but really like a step beyond that to experience more magic in your life. Oh, I appreciate you. One of my goals was, um, for this year, like, you know, when I was talking about like, what do I want to do with this podcast? You know, it's like, I, and, um, I don't feel done with chiropractors, you know? So like, if I talk to social media experts, you know, they're like, okay, you have what we call a micro micro niche. And I'm like, I know it's not even all chiropractors. It's, um, and so they're like, you know, can we just like crack it open? Could you be more for like clinic owners, practitioners? And like, and I'm like, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe like one day, but like right now I don't feel like my job is done with chiropractors, but I also have no desire to have the same conversations that every other chiropractic podcast is having. And not that that's bad or anything like that. Like you, are you still doing your podcasts? Well, I am, but I transitioned out of chiropractors to entrepreneurs. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so it's like, nobody needs to hear, you know, so like Tim Young, I want to add, I'm like working with Jamal Frewster to have him come on and talk and stuff like that. And like, and I don't know what he's going to say or, so this isn't about him, but like in general, those people, they've done a million podcasts, they've got their speaking points, they're prepared to answer certain questions and like, and they don't like to get into these new areas of like, and so I'm just like, I just don't want to have like, I just want to have really, really meaningful conversations with chiropractors and non-chiropractors. And I would say that this episode absolutely like 
hit that mark. So I appreciate you very much. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. We just chit chatted about life and mostly how broken I am, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now the expectation is fucking magic in wherever you're going. It Makes- really is. It's uh, what's going to be funny is I will like <laughs> tag on stories multiple times like this is magical, but the episode won't have come out yet. And people have no idea. No idea. It'll just be our secret. So oh. Listen, you do don't disappoint me. Just make some magic happen. I'm just going to lie. It's going to be like raining five of the six or seven days. I'm going to be like, Nona, it's still very magical. It is magic. This is great. I'm so, please don't be disappointed in me. (laughs) Oh, love you so much, friend. Thank you so much. I hope that something this year brings us together because I would love nothing more than to be able to give you a big hug and and just continue talking. So. Absolutely. Love you. you. All right. She Slayers, we will have that link for you below. I definitely want to check out the three kind of dreams. I was like, okay, what, what are they? Talk to me, talk to me about them, but you got to sign up to, um, to get that for free. And until next week, She Slayers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.